0: Not show. The solution? There is no solution. The genie's out of the bottle. I said this 10 years ago when they introduced bunkers and trying to a field on on a legal play and reviewing every tackle in the game. It's absolutely ridiculous that our game is refereed from a from a bunker in Redfern. You know, the guy out on the field should be solely controlling for that. And if he misses something, well, then we can work out why he did. But it's it's wrong, and it's led it to this. It's at the end of the day. This game is too tough for doctors, too tough for lawyers, too tough for media and too tough for referees and bunker. And that's where we're getting to now. And I don't know, we sat Andrew Abdul here the other night, and you're all covered for him. And I said, what do you want the game to look like? If that's a penalty and if that's a, a send off with Dale Finucane, what do you want the game to look like? And he couldn't answer it. They don't know what the game that would look like. All they know is they don't want to be held responsible if someone gets knocked out. That's all they want, which is going to happen in rugby league. That's, that's the nature of our game. This is the professional code. There are professionals that play this. They understand the risks, all right? It's not for everyone, but that's the farcical situation we end up with yesterday. The solution, there is no solution because they have walked down this path through the, through the Greenberg and Tony Archer years, they've walked down this pathway with letting the bunker be, be, be all and end all of everything, and that's where it's got our game to, all right? And no one has been able to ravel it back, and you can't. Once you've got it out there, you can't regress. So, good luck with the future, that's where it's going to go. G'day
1: everybody, welcome to episode 257 of Not The Footy Show, I'm Warwick Nicholson, I've got Rob Cox driving once again, so it's a perfect time to do a preview of finals week two. Hopefully the audio wasn't too bad in the first episode. It came up all right from my end, that uh, I could tell listening back. And uh, Rob, we've got you on the line because something happened on Monday night. Before we get to the Parramatta-Canberra games and the Cronulla South games uh, this weekend, uh, you had some enjoyable TV watching, I believe, on Monday night.
2: Oh mate, Gus, uh, Gus Gould. You know he is one of my favourites. Uh, you know, like him or loathe him, he's a very, very smart man. He's he's probably the most switched-on bloke in rugby league, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Sometimes he misses the mark, but he certainly didn't miss his mark the other night uh, when he was speaking about uh, the bunker and the overreach of the bunker. And um, you know, I, I, I 100% agree with him um, that this, at the moment, the NRL is being um, officiated from a bunker. Um, the, on, the on-field uh, referee is not much more than a, than a, a puppet yep. for what's going on in the bunker. And, and I think, um, you know, I agree exactly with what Gus said and I think that it's um, to the detriment of Rugby League. I mean, you know, we've, we've gone for however many years, you know, 100-odd years with, with Rugby League and um, only the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight years have been they've, they've done this bunker thing and, mate... You know, we're going to see more and more and more of players lying down, waiting for the bunker to whisper in the referee's ear that that guy's got to go or whatever, and uh, I think it's wrong, mate. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, Trell Milk was all over it, or Milky Trell, or whatever his nickname is these days, uh, saying he pretty much stayed down four or five times deliberately to try and go penalty. Gus identified that. I mean, I didn't watch 100% footy, um, and you got me onto it just before you got on the podcast, and his big crux of issue was that they don't just stick to tries. Uh, it's been his big bugbear since he started doing his podcast since before then as well. Uh, and the other one was that, he, that you've alluded to as well is that he's, he's annoyed that the game is now afraid of being sued. That's effectively what he said. And he said this is where all this um, bunker officiating comes from. Can we just go back to the, the glory years of rugby league when they made a really big decision uh, in, in rugby league? I think it was the, the early 90s. Do you remember the big shift they made in the refereeing ranks and the addition they made in the sort of early early to mid nineties? Do you remember what it was? It was the in-goal touch judge? In-goal touch judge. And how much of a, a failure was that little experiment?
2: Well, it certainly was a, it certainly is a failure.
1: Oh, I, mean, no, I disagree. Um, you know, I reckon it was the best thing ever.
2: Oh, I don't. I don't. I think it was a failure because the bloke the bloke who's stuck down in the end of the, the in-goal um, he doesn't get to see stuff. You know. From different angles and whatnot, so I think I I don't mind, mate. I'll I'll be, I'll stand up right now, put my hand up, say I don't mind the bunker for a a try situation, okay, Mm. and but not, but not the tackle leading up to the try, the 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 actual motion of a try, okay. That's what. That's where I want to see the bunker go back to. I don't want to see them adjudicate on a tackle or two before or on the play the ball mm. or on anything else to do with the try. I don't even want to see them adjudicate on the offside on the try. I want to see them adjudicate on the put down, and that's it. Okay. I, I don't want to see them get involved in foul play. You know, I, I don't like foul play, um, but this is why we have a match review committee. So the whole, mm. the, whole the whole system sorry, has sorry, to be over <laughs> the, just, the whole system has funny. to be overhauled. Yeah. OK, the whole system has to be overhauled, but it has to start with the bunker. Right. It's not going to happen this year. But I, I really, you know, implore the, the, the powers that be to look at it and understand that what we're seeing now um, is like a it's like a video game. Um, we're not seeing real rugby league. Um, players aren't even really getting all that knocked up because there's so many stoppages. You know, and, mm. and as for Latrell Mitchell the other day, you know, staying down on his haunches, and refusing to play the ball until the bunker got a good look at it, he should have been penalised.
1: Yep, well, that rule... should have been penalised, slowing the uh, game down. That doesn't exist anymore, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, mm. Just quickly back to the in-goal charts. The reason I liked it was at least they gave a decision in real time. They would go to the ref and they'd say, this is what I thought I saw. And the, in, yep. As far as positions goes, yes, it might not be as good as 10 different camera angles, It was pretty good, generally. Sometimes the in-goal touchy would almost be in the way. I could live with that, and I could always live with the referee making a bad call. Six again. There you go. I I can live with that. Um, I don't like it when it goes up. I don't like when it goes upstairs and they still get it wrong. Or they overrule, like we saw with the um, Tom Burgess high tackle on Tedesco. I said it in the last podcast.
0: He clearly said,
1: I've got more than just a penalty here. And the um, video ref talked him out of it. And then the next one, as Gus and, pointed out, was soft and, compared yep, to the first one. And, guess, and look, wow. the other
2: thing the other thing we're seeing, mate, is, is things like obstruction. The Val Holmes thing the other night. There's no way in the world he was getting to that that um, try scorer. Not a chance in the world. Whether the bloke runs through the line or stops in the line, Val Holmes is not getting to that try scorer.
1: So that's where okay, I, but, I disagree but, with you, is that I don't see why a team should be rewarded for running a guy through the line, which his whole point to be there is to obstruct. Now, whether or not... Val Holmes gets there is irrelevant as far as I'm concerned if they've sent one someone ahead of the ball and the whole idea is to take out a player you should get penalized i don't like this whole well, argument that he might have he, he wouldn't have got there because it's like well if you can argue that then this guy shouldn't have been there anyway because he's not going to get the ball it's the same argument but my count my counter to that mate
2: is is that the referee should be making that uh, Judgement in real time. But he he should be getting someone to look. He should be getting someone. He shouldn't be getting someone to look back at it in slow mo because everything looks worse in slow mo.
1: How many decisions made by the referee now? How many?
2: Like well, they need, weekend, maybe, but they should be. This is a this is a thing mate. They should be made by the referee. Agree. What's the touchy doing? Nothing. Well, I don't know. I, I don't oh. care what the touchy's doing, but oh. it shouldn't be the bunker because nine times out of ten. Um, the bunker goes black and white on it, and they go, "Oh, hold on! He touched his inside, he touched his outside shoulder. So that's got to be an obstruction." But it, you know, sometimes there might be a pass that goes for eight meters, and the mm. bloke was never going to get to him in a million years. If they go, "No, no obstruction." Yeah, they they I, don't I, use any discretion. It's ridiculous.
1: The thing about that Val Holmes thing is that Jesse Ramian stopped in the line. If he just keeps running through, not an issue in the world. And you can see he yeah. holds up. He holds up and stays in the line. I, I, just, I just can't. I can't play the whole. But he didn't uh, impede him
2: from getting to him. Hmm? It, no, he, he didn't stop, he stopped him from moving across. across. Gonna he,
1: he was never going to get there, but it still stopped him from moving across because he didn't get out of the way. But but you just answered it. He was never going to get there, so it's a moot point. No, it's a, no, he, he shouldn't have to deal with him being in the line. That's the thing. That he, he's never going to get the ball, so he should never actually be. He should never be there in the first place. That same argument. Well, he well. can't. He can't disappear, mate. He well, can't then disappear. he doesn't. That he doesn't run in front of the ball. The moment but, you decide you're going right, to run in front of the ball and you're going to take someone out, which is his whole, his whole role in that play is to take someone out. That's his whole role. He's not getting yeah, the ball. Not really. What his role
2: there, mate, what his role there is to to suck a bloke in. Mm-hmm. It's not so much to obstruct someone. It's so to make, responsible. make a defender make a decision. And he's
1: responsible that's what he's for getting roles. out of the way. That's the way the rules work. And he didn't get out of the way. Yeah, he so, didn't get out of the way, but he also didn't stop Val Holmes from
2: ta- making that tackle. Val Holmes ain't going to get there. That's and, and that, We both on, agree on that. Are we that. doing
1: Paul Gallen versus Gus Gould right now? Because I just watched it. No, that, no, we're not. And my head just exploded. Um, <laughs> Go look at the Look at the Look at the tights, as Gus would say. And Gal just... I love how Gal was making the whole argument that all the teams that the Sharks played were at full strength. Gus kept saying no. And then it got to the end of it and and Gal goes, oh, the Sharks weren't at full strength either. Yeah, he conceded. Anyway... It's just it's just a dog's breakfast. I do have a bit of information that relates to why we opened with um, bunker and the like. One was that uh, when the NRL digital department left um, Redfern, there was talk that the bunker might be going with them. Uh, as far as I'm aware, that hasn't been the case, and they're still paying a huge amount of rent to keep the <laughs> bunker to going. NEP. EP, yeah. so uh, good luck uh, NRL justifying that um, that budgetary uh, item. <laughs> When it keeps stuffing up. Uh I honestly yep. it will I'm just speculating here, but I give it five years before they're out of there and it'll be somewhere else. They'll probably be back on doing it grounds and stuff with all these new stadiums they've been given. there will be a dedicated bunker room. Uh the other two things uh, that are interesting that came out of the refereeing situation is do you know Coxmith who has the two semifinals this weekend, referee wise?
2: Uh let me guess. Uh Jared Sutton and Ashley final.
1: Well, you got one. Who do you think you, oh, yeah, you, who's, think you got right?
2: Well, I reckon I got Ashley Klein right.
1: Yeah, he gets the, he yeah. gets the Friday night game. But uh, Jerry Sutton, he's fallen completely from the tree. He's now not even oh, number two. Okay. Who's, who's in uh, charge of Sharks and um, South? got to be Grant Atkins. Bro. Yeah, it is. it is. Which is the one that Gus said on the show thing. I understand what he said should never um, do the bunker ever again. Never be given a bunker. Oh, and Gus, look, I'm, a, Gus, I'm an unabashed on, fan
2: of Grant Atkins, mate. But you know me, I, I like Grant Atkins. Uh, I think he's a real decent bloke. And he's
1: the, he's think, the best ref in the comp,
2: and I think he is too. Um, but I, I think if it was he who made the call, like we suspect about Victor Radley going to the bin, mm. um, he he needs to reassess that, mate. Like like Gus said, the first three minutes of a a, a death semi final, of course the natives are going to be a bit restless and they're going to try and you know get one over the top. But it. it was never, even if that had had have happened in the seventy fifth minute, yeah. it's not a sin bin. It yeah. was a nothing, there was nothing in it whatsoever.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, uh, so they had the two referees Atkins has sharks and souths, and uh, combine. I <laughs> <laughs> reckon you can get to eight sin bins on Friday night, with Canberra and um, Paramount, anyway. Go
0: and look at it again, you, you Go, go trying, and
2: look at it again. Para Penrith, no. South Sydney. No. No. They did no. say the Melbourne Storm, they did. They no. did. The last two or three weeks had a soft no. draw going into the semi final. They've
0: never had finals defence all season. Are they out in straight sets, Gus? The, the, yeah, they're gone.
2: The, the last four weeks of the competition, they've been statistically
0: the best defence of the competition. Because they played no one. Gus, I just named four. They, they didn't four, play anyone. They didn't weeks. play anyone at full strength. They didn't play anyone. Melbourne Storm, Penrith. Parram- Look at all the players yeah, around
2: so, when they play those players. They, they, play those team, they were sharks had plenty of players throughout the year. Also, they had players, yeah, but this is not spoken about.
1: What can I do? Let's get to the games themselves. <laughs> we'll start with Friday night. It's Parramatta in Canberra. Parramatta, world beaters, grand final bound, premiership favourites. Uh, all of a sudden, everyone's expecting them just to go out in straight sets. Where do you sit right now on, on Parramatta and uh, the matchup? Do you reckon they were happy? We might touch this in the last pod, but would they have been happy getting Canberra or Melbourne this next game?
2: I think they'd be happier getting Canberra, but I don't think they're going to be. Com- they would have been comfortable either way, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. That, I, I don't know about the lineups of the teams. I understand that Mitchell and Majors is going to play because apparently he felt no effect whatsoever of uh, being knocked out cold and. and uh, laying on the ground like a zombie in the
1: middle of Pandora Park the other it's night a fair old Cam uh, Murray oh, no, no <laughs> he's doing the exact same thing as Cam Murray come it's, out during the week I'm it's, fine it's, I feel great I remember everything yeah. and then you compare everything, that I
2: don't remember it was fine
1: compare that to James it's just Silesco, like a regular game so. he pretty much says yeah, yeah I don't remember all of the game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's not playing this weekend <laughs> who knew but um, yeah, you'd say that. Exactly uh, Team-wise, right. the only changes in the teams is that uh, Adam Elliott is out for the rest of the year with osteitis pubis as someone who's suffered from that before. He's been obviously playing with it for a, a number of weeks. It's one of those injuries, it's basically in your groin, one of your um, tendons that adjoins underneath your pelvis. It basically wears away on the bone, and you end up with an unevenness in your groin. Uh, and <laughs> Waiting for a comment from you there, Cocksmith. I uh, know. No, no, I'm leaving that one alone. Um, anyway, you can basically play with it as long as you can deal with the pain. And yep. basically, what they said is that he's felt a pop or a crack, which suggests that where those bones are in your pelvis, where the tendon was pulling on, uh, something's come away. There is what my guess would be. That's not a, a medical diagnosis. Just having done it before uh, with cricket a number of years ago, you you basically can get up for every weekend, but you can't move for the next five days. So I would say that's been his situation for probably six to eight weeks. So he's done for the year, barring uh, they make the grand final. In that case, there is a slim chance he could possibly get an old injection um, and play the GF if he had to. So Corey Corey Harawira-Naira is back at lock. Ryan Sutton, who that Canberra said was pretty much out for the year because I didn't really think they are going to make the finals, let alone week two. He's back on the bench. So that's a pretty good replacement for Elliot uh, for Canberra. And um, Brad Arthur's made no changes whatsoever. So... Um, back, yeah. So that, that, that may inform you on the team situation. So Moses is at this stage yep. said he's going to play. Yep.
2: Look, uh, mate, I, I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I I only picked one from four last week, but I'm going for Canberra this week. I oh think no. they're going oh to. I think they're going to do a number on Parramatta. Oh I no. don't think Parramatta. Yeah, I don't think Parramatta um, have got the grit that Canberra have got. Yep. Um, I think they're going to out-grit Parramatta. I think there's there's a couple of suspect things about Parramatta mate, um, mm. and and I've said this before. Um, there's I I think I think honestly that when when all is said and done this year, unless Parramatta make the grand final, um, they'll have to consider it a, a pretty much a failure because they've just waited for so long. And I think that they I don't know if it's Brad Arthur's fault to be honest. Yeah. I know that there's sometimes sometimes there's some bench things with all coaches that you kind of look at and go, geez, I would have done that earlier. I would have waited a bit longer for that. But I think, I think in the overall scheme of things, they've overachieved, but because they've been waiting for so long for a premiership, I think they're only going to be happy if they get a premiership. And I'm not sure that this team, and I could be going off a little early. I've done that before, but I'm not sure this team <laughs> Just has got a out premiership. SMS history. <laughs> I, I'm not sure this team has got a premiership in them. Hmm. I don't think, I think there's a couple of things missing about this team. Uh, I'm not going to mention names yet, although I mm. will once we get to the off-season. Yeah. Um, if it goes the way that I suspect it will go. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that there's there's a couple of um, issues, but I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I really I really think the Canberra Raiders will get up. Um, it could be the end of the line after that for them, but I, yeah. I think that they'll get up, and I think that um, they'll prove too, too gritty, and, and uh, they're probably more willing to get down in the trenches, I think.
1: Yeah. Look. Parramatta and conversely Canberra, this game has a feel like Canberra can do what they did in Melbourne last week where they just withstood eight minutes of pressure. Um, they can do that to Parramatta, I think, they win the game. If Parramatta yep. start well, I don't like our chances. Parramatta are a downhill skiing team. There's a few players in that lineup that have that, that tendency where, look, it's, it's a good tendency to have when your team's on top. It really is because you don't let the other team into the match. Uh, yep. The concern I got for Para is if Canberra do hold them out early or they do start well. And it's, you know, 12 0 or 12 6 or 14 6 or something like that. I just don't know if Para, who had a lot of opportunities in the first half against Penrith last week, have got enough footy in them. And, that's, and they should have heaps of footy in them. Dylan Brown has a gun. Mitchell Moses has has games where you go, yeah, he's, he's really good. Uh, Clint Guthrie yeah, can, yep. can create like a lot of opportunities inside the 20. And Reid Money's dangerous around dummy half. He's got some good forwards to pass the ball to. There's a lot of things that, that tick the box from a Parramatta perspective. But mm-hmm. then I go, you also then watch how Canberra played and they're like a, a snowball. It's coming downhill as well, but they're a snowball. It's just picking up and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I mean, Xavier Savage, who people have been saying, I've oh, in Canberra fans in forms, forms oh, you should be playing uh, Charles Nickel, Clockstar, because, you know, he's, he's going, but he's like, he's better. This kid... He didn't do a whole lot in the last game against Melbourne, but he came up with a couple of plays that helped them win the game. He is the yeah. one that, if I'm Parramatta, I am most worried about because if he gets into the game, you've got another string to the bow of Canberra that didn't really get pulled last week. And yeah, I'm I'm looking at Canberra. I'm staying positive. I've got tickets. Um, you are not invited at all after the way you treated me last time. Put the guilt trip on me That's at the good. end of the podcast. Thanks for that. Uh, yep. But we'll be there with with you know thirty odd thousand other. Fans, I'll probably be 5,000 Canberra fans and 25,000 Parramatta fans. Um, but it's going to be a great night, and I'm, I'm going to stick with Canberra. I'm less confident about this week than I was against Melbourne last week, especially, wow. now, especially now you've tipped um Canberra as well. And you put the micro mm. on us, uh, but yeah, look, oh, oh, Canberra's middles have been tremendous. They can probably counter what the starting pack for Para can do. Don't like Para's bench. Uh, they'll probably move Madison back to the bench again, but they they play him for then sixty minutes in a row. It, it I don't I don't understand the mentality behind how Parramatta, especially how they used Paulo last week. I'm sticking with Canberra. I think losing Elliot is big, but Haru and Ira, who I don't like on the edges because he can't tackle, actually found the Energizer Bunny factor when he came on and played at lock for us um, on Saturday night. He only has to play half a game in that role. Ryan Sutton can play the the solid position there at lock when he comes on. I, I'm sticking with Canberra. I'm going Canberra by two. Uh, I don't want to be disappointed on Friday night. It's pretty much the reason that I'm picking Canberra. How about you? What's your well, imagine?
2: Look, here's here's the thing, mate. Right, uh, you know, just further on on how I think they should play it. Yeah. If if Canberra don't let Mitchell Moses get his tail up, and and what by that I mean they just pressure him all night, and they put someone like Harawira Naira on him um, to pressure every kick, and don't let him get away with a kick. Just make sure he gets tapped after the kick. Um, you know, as long as it's not too late, as long as it's within the letter of the law, um, make make him work for it. I don't think he's going to get into the game. Um, and I think if he doesn't get into the game, they can't win. Um, yep. And I
1: think Canberra win by eight. Eight. I like that. I'll take, I'll take by one. I'll be very happy with one. <laughs> of course you will. Uh, but that's where <laughs> we're at. So both on Canberra on Friday night. Now, the winner of this game will take on North Queensland Friday week up there in Townsville. Uh, good luck to either side that gets through to get through that uh, matchup. The other game is Cronulla and South Sydney. The last couple of days, I've been reflecting on the match and thinking, yeah, South will have something to miss because they've lost Tom Burgess. He's a big factor in their bench rotation. It's uh, a yep. big boy. But I'm reflecting on how Cronulla played and they missed that opportunity to knock North Queensland off. And I didn't think Luttrell was huge in the game on Sunday. He'll be huge. He'll be huge on Saturday. Uh, yeah, look,
2: I, I, I'm I, I going don't South.
1: Think, I feel like South.
2: Yeah, I don't, yeah see, I disagree. I, I think Cronulla are going to get it, but the one thing Cronulla have got to do to get it is they've got to tighten their defence up. There a mm-hmm. couple of pretty soft tries there the other night um, with with uh, North Queensland on both sides, by the way. Obviously, there's, there's a pretty high scoring game, 32-30, I think, in the end. Um, that's not really a that's not really you know an NRL final score that we're used to seeing. Um, I. Look, I think I think Cronulla are going to get it. I think South have been up and down, or you know, like they've had two very emotional games um, the last two weeks uh, against the Roosters. I I just think they may run out of energy. Um, I know Cronulla played a very long game against um, uh, against the Cowboys, but I don't know if they wasted as much emotional um, kind of energy on that. I think you know this coming down to being sudden death. I think we're going to see the better of Cronulla, um, and you know they know the blueprint to beat to beat Souths. Um, they've just got to enact it. You know, easier said than done. But I, I'm going to go. To, I'm going to go for Cronulla uh, by four.
1: Who has the big game that wins it, wins it for them. Because that's the worry that I look at the two lineups and I go. The South have got a bunch of match winners there. I don't love their bench. They've got Nicarima, Sele, Cheekham, and Havili. So Havili's their main dude on the bench there. And and Cronulla do have Wilton, McInnes, Hammond, ULA, and Petita. But who who's the who's the starting player for Cronulla that's gonna outdo Mitchell, Johnson, Walker? It's gotta be Nico. Cook. It's gotta be Nico Hines. Nico? Yeah, it's but gotta he, be he Nico couldn't, He couldn't he couldn't knock out the Cowboys. That's the thing. He couldn't deliver that knockout punch, which I just oh I don't know. I'm being harsh it's, on him, yeah. but I thought, I thought
2: he would have done it on Saturday night. It didn't happen. See, I, I think it's a little bit of a different story in a sudden death. Um, you know, when, when you're not in a sudden death, I think you've got that cushion, a little bit mm. of a cushion there. Um, you know, and Penrith kind of proved that last year by losing that first game. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that we're going to see a little bit of a different Cronulla this week. Um, we, we just didn't see, really see a Craig Fitzgibbon team last week. You know, we saw a... We saw a bit more of last year's Cronulla, to be honest. They leaked mm. points um, and they didn't really have a hard, uh, like a strong finish in them. So, yeah, I, I, um, Nico Hines, I think, we, you know, for them to win, he's going to have to lead from the front again and, and really lead them around as, as well as, um, you know, uh, that their forward pack have to be a little bit more effective. Um, Moylan did, did, you know, bugger all the other night, to be honest with you. Um, so he's going to have to do a bit more. Uh, as will will kennedy um yep. so their spines got just got to work a bit better together and but i really like mckinnis
1: off the bench i think he's mm. a real good he, he, uh, he was great at, the other night yeah, yeah. a couple of yeah. lines he ran that were just like wow yeah that's that's yep. Commitment. that's putting your body on the line oh and he's not
2: a very big bloke i think no. he's only 94 95 kilos he's not he's not a big dude um so yeah I, I, look I, I think they're just going to have enough class you know and i'm not i'm not discounting the rabbits though they're on a roll um, you know, like when I say they're on a roll, I know that they've. We spoke about this before. They've, they've, they've won one game, but I'm not quite sure that that first game against the Roosters. I think that might have been a. I'm not saying they threw that game, but mm. maybe they found out a whole lot about beating the Roosters yeah. because they played completely differently the second time round. Um, well, Cam so, Murray also
1: played one minute.
2: In match. Yeah, yeah, you're correct, um, but. Yeah, let's. I mean, it's a really interesting one for me. Um, The, the, you know, the the Cronulla one. That's why I think it's going to be a little closer. What did you say, Mike?
1: Four. Four. I'm going south by seven. Um, Wow. Sorry, Cronulla fans. I know there's a few that listen to this podcast, but I just, there's a bit of momentum there for South Sydney. And I'll give you a player that I thought played really well on Sunday. Can you guess who it was?
2: Uh, with South, yeah. Um, you probably, I know you like Alex
1: Johnston, and you love Cody Walker too. so go on. <laughs> no, nah, Ilias, the halfback. I thought he played really well. Oh
2: uh, yeah, I did too. I think I, that was one of his better games. I think.
1: Yeah, and he uh, actually presented. He presented an option on the right edge. Now that's the thing that Connor Tracy, who I think will be playing right wing for the Cronulla. Now we've talked about it many times. Stay on your wing, Connor. I'll, 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 I'm sure we can find your phone number and just send you a message and. Say, dude, stay on your wing. Uh, problem yeah. is he's, he's defending outside Jesse Ramian. I mean, that's going to be where South's just they'll, they'll have a field day down there. Uh, mm-hmm. but look, the thing is, the right edge for South is going to have to be dangerous. They get they're going to have to offer more than they offered against the Roosters, uh, and yep. you're not going to come against um Paul Momorovsky and Drew Hutchison playing in the centers every week, just not going to happen. So, yep. uh, Talakai looked a bit more dangerous as well for Cronulla. On, on last weekend, so that's a that's another factor. But yeah, I just I liked what I saw from Elias. I don't think they'll die without Burgess um, coming up. Uh, and Cook, again, there's a little bit of form coming with Damien Cook at the moment, and that back row has been dynamic for South Sydney. I mean, Cam Murray, you wouldn't have known he just been cussed out like Deluxe the week before, which I guess bodes well mm. for Mitchell Moses. Um, but I'm sticking with South. I think Latrell has a big game, and we set up a uh, – Penrith South Prelim the week after, which wow, wouldn't that be a wouldn't that be a game and a half of full cream dairy milk? Yeah, that will be a very good game, and and I
2: think that's the game that um, you know North Queensland or um,
1: Canberra, uh, <clears throat> Can- Canberra want to see. <laughs> you know. uh, nice mate. <laughs> All right, well, I think we're done. I think you. Have you got home yet? Yeah, I'm at home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at that! How good's that? We've yep. timed it beautifully. Uh, that's been their podcast, yep. 257 for you, everyone. Uh, good luck if your team's playing this weekend. Uh, mine is, Rob's isn't. Um, I think that's four straight years, isn't it, of <laughs> uh, Finishing higher than the... It's
2: been great talking great. to
1: you tonight, mate. Uh, it's a shame I'm
2: parked in my driveway and I've got to go.
1: Oh, oh what a shame. Oh, is that dinner? Oh, okay, you better go. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, good to hear from you if you've enjoyed the show, everybody. We appreciate the fact that you've been listening. Some good numbers of late, so thank you for that. Uh, we'll try and uh, reconvene on Sunday to uh, recap the two semifinals. And hopefully enjoying the, the dual pod setup uh, that we've been able to give to you the last couple of weeks.
2: Cool. All right, mate. Well, uh, I will talk to you on Sunday.
0: Take it easy, Pepsi.
1: Not Go
0: and look at it again, yeah. Go, go to, and look at it again. Parramatta, Penrith, no. South Sydney. No. They did no. say the Melbourne Storm.
2: They did. They no. did. the last two or three weeks had a soft no. draw going in the semi final. They've
0: never had finals defence
1: all season. Are
2: they out in the straight sets, guys?
1: Yeah, they go. Why
2: don't Why don't you? Like, use a couple of snippets of that in the I've intro.
1: Got, the, the one that I like the most is the one where he says that sharks are gone. That was my favorite bit. Um. <laughs> you can't,
2: um. don't, don't use your political swing. Hmm? All right. Let's just, let's just, uh, I, I reckon open. Well, you, you hate the sharks. You
1: hate them. No, I don't hate the sharks. I just hate, yes, I, just you do. I hate the song. The song. That, song, that song was in my head for about nine months, even after which I left one? the NRL. You know which one?
2: The black, white, and blue. That's it. Uh, well, that's because when you left, was straight after they won, wasn't
1: it? Uh, All yeah. your months. No, it's a couple months. Yeah, i have
2: Don't to hate them. on the sharks. Don't hate on the sharks.
1: Not the sharks. <laughs> you have been sleeping over there. Pepsi.